0: And use code J10 at checkout for 10% off any herbal supplements through June 30. Terms apply. Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every one of you that come back every week to listen, learn, and grow. Now, today's episode is a bit of a rewind. I had an amazing conversation with the incredible Whitney Cummings. She interviewed me, if you don't know, a phenomenal comedian. I know so many of you must be a fan. And the way she interviewed me was so smart. She actually asked me questions from my book think like a monk from the purpose chapter and broke it down incredibly well so if you want to hear a full-on entertaining enlightening and phenomenal conversation with the one and only whitney cummings this episode is for you what i love about this episode is how open i get how reflective i get and hopefully you get to learn a bit more about my journey especially if you love the book think like a monk Uh, i know you're going to love this episode Jay,
1: Shetty, finally, you're here.
0: I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Whitney. I'm grateful to be here.
1: The thing I really want to start with to frame this conversation with you is that so much of what you talk about is about compassion and kindness and service. And on this podcast, all of you that know me know that I am in recovery for codependence. And a big part of codependence is you give too much of yourself. You become a doormat. You have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility. You martyr yourself for people. You know, in codependence, we do the three M's, martyr, micromanage, and mother. We rescue people. We self-deprive. We give too much, right? Codependence breeds resentment perfectionism. We're the people that cook a full meal for our whole family, but don't eat anything. And at the end, we're eating scraps over the kitchen sink, right? So we are too nice sometimes. And so as I was reading your book, I found myself going, I hope in this conversation, we can sort of talk about how to tell when your compassion and love and forgiveness and kindness, which you talk about so elegantly in your book, how we can develop the skill to delineate when it's codependence, and when it's thinking like a monk.
0: I love that. I'm totally with you on that. And that's such an important point because I think that's the difference that I think a lot of these words now have become buzzwords Yes, and they fly around. And because of that, we have a really beginner's understanding of these deep essential qualities and values. And so we practice them at beginner's level. And at that level, they're still based on wanting validation. They're still based on wanting to fit in. They're still based on wanting to be a part of being dependent Mm -hmm. or being codependent. They're not coming from a place of internal purification and greatness. So I, I'm totally with you on that. And, and It's I'm, about I'm, motives. It's yeah. really
1: about motives. Like if you find yourself, and if someone were to ask me, like, you know, because I love that you talk about service in this book. It's such a big part of, I think, what is going to fix everything that's broken our, in our society is to be, be able to give. And I think people don't understand that giving is actually selfish. You know, I feel like I'm saying this in a way that's grosser, which is why my book probably wasn't the number one bestseller. Um, And his was because I say I sound like a psychopath, which is like, When you give to others, it's selfish. You benefit when you give. So it's like everybody wins. Absolutely. It's like forgiveness. We forgive others not because they deserve forgiveness, but because we deserve peace. Forgiveness is selfish.
0: Absolutely. But the intention with which we give defines how deeply we feel it. So let's let's take, for example, two people who want to give in charity this year. Mm -hmm. One person wants to give it because they really believe that the kids deserve more food and better shelter and better support. The other person gives because they think it will be a Good PR story or they think that it would look good yes, for them to give it. Activity. Correct. There yes. you go. So you've got two people. They, let's say they both give a million dollars each. Yeah. It's obvious who's gonna feel more joy. Now, bear in mind the kids benefit off the money either way, right. but the person giving only receives joy when they did it with the intention of actually serving. Yes. And that's the missing link around giving because giving isn't just the act of time, money. It's the act of energy and presence and intention. And
1: also just taking your mind off yourself. I mean, in 12 step programs, the reason Mm. we do service, like honestly, is to take the focus off yourself because Uh, the more we, and it's tricky and I find myself struggling with the balance of this, like self help, self love and self, 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 self. And, when it becomes selfish and when it's selfless and, you know, my brain, I just get so turned around in self-care. All I do is think about myself and take care of myself and myself. And it's just me, 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 ultimately. yeah. And when does self-care become selfish? And you do a really good job, I think, for anyone that is confused, laying it out in a way that it's not like, and also for people that non-Hollywood people, the people that are buying your book, that we're actually, you know, talking to and not amongst, like, who they're like, I have three jobs. Mm-hmm. All I do is serve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have four kids. Exactly. Like, I actually need to do less service. I actually yes. need to be less compassionate and take care of myself. Yeah. It's like finding that balance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I loved about the monk path that I chose, that the morning was all about the self Yeah. and then rest of the day was about service. And that gives you a really good blueprint around how that works in the sense of if you've not done something for yourself every day, Yeah. if you've not taken your time to invest in yourself every day, and that isn't just a... You know, it's, it comes so much from understanding yourself Mm -hmm. and understanding yourself comes from the place of knowing yourself and getting to know yourself. And most of us spend so much time codependency, trying to Mm. get to know someone else and what their needs are. And
1: anticipate their needs and then shape shift so that I can be what I think you want. Totally
0: evolve and yeah, evolve and transmorph into this person that will be the best for them. But what about if you did that for yourself to start with? And so most of us don't even know what we want to eat for dinner on a given so day true. or, like, what our favorite movies are. We struggle. We sit there for, like, hours trying to figure out what to watch because we haven't really got to know ourselves. And so to me, getting to know yourself is very basic. After you eat a meal, ask yourself, did I enjoy that? Mm-hmm. What did I like about it? Did I feel great 24 hours after eating it? After watching a movie, what did I like about it? Why did I enjoy it? Those basic questions will give you a much deeper understanding of yourself.
1: God, it's so important, Jay. I can't believe... Like, it took me so long, I just turned 38. You're September 6th, I'm September 4th. I know, Um, Beyonce and many others. (laughs) (laughs) Virgo season. Because I can't believe how much of my life I have spent doing things that I didn't even really want to do and that I didn't, I didn't even know. Someone would ask me to go for a hike and I'd be like, sure. Like, I just thought friendships felt obligatory. I just felt they kind of felt like work. I just felt like you kind of had to agree with things that you didn't want to agree with. I just felt like you kind of had to laugh at jokes that weren't funny. Like, I just (laughs) thought that's what friendship was. Like, I didn't know. Like, And reading this book, it really made me stop and go like, "Okay, I just hang out with that person. Did it fill me up? Do mm. I feel depleted by that person? Mm. Do I, When they text me, do I get a pit in my stomach? Am I excited to respond? Or do I can, can I just respond whenever I want? Because mm. I had all these friendships that were like, oh, God, she texted me. I need to text her back. Or she'll be mad that we're all about keeping score and that we're all about recreating my childhood circumstance of a borderline personality, narcissist mother. And, you know, and I think so few of us just stop and go, did I enjoy that meal? Yeah do I even like these movies? Do I even like this person that I'm hanging out with every day?
0: Yeah, and it all comes from confirmation bias. So we have this safety Mm. mechanism of, it's more comfortable for the mind to feel we agree, than create a moment of conflict. So the mind will continuously confirm and surround ourselves with people that confirm our biases or we confirm theirs for the feeling of comfort. So we feel better when it's like you tell me you like that blood orange energy drink. (laughs) So for me to feel like we fit in and we're going to get along and we're going to have a friendship for a long time. Yeah. I would feel like if I confirmed that bias I've not tried it before then I would feel like I fit in with you and that's kind of how we were trained as kids we're wired
1: to kind of for harmony
0: correct we're wired for harmony but we look to harmonize over the wrong thing
1: we harm, and then what happens this isn't our case but then you say you like this and I'm like great and then I like this and now you just made a friend that you don't want
0: (laughs) yeah totally and now every time I come here you give me this drink yes and and now you have
1: to to drink drink it's sort of like it's dishonest and I think that that served us really well in tribal times when we needed safety from the tribes before alarm systems and locks on doors because we needed safety from everyone, right? But now these are these like obsolete tools that are frankly liabilities. Like yeah. to me, I see an epidemic of just being too nice. Yes. Creating <laughs> harmony with toxic people does not benefit you.
0: No. And over dishonest things. I think that's really important that you can connect. And and also when you're looking at a thing or an object or a like or a dislike to connect, yeah. it's a pretty... Uh, it's pretty shallow ground to connect on because you may change your mind about that drink tomorrow. Yeah. And now we're talking about drinks, but you may change your mind on a hobby, you may change your mind on an interest, you may change your mind on an activity. But usually people stay pretty grounded to values and qualities. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of this confirmation bias has just created so many issues because we also go around and look for people yes. who confirm our biases. Yes. So then we get into this bubble and this cloud of thinking. Yeah that we can't break.
1: You're making me realize something, I think that is just, we all can look at. We are we love black and white thinking because humans love, we want an answer, even yeah. if it's the wrong
0: answer. <laughs> yeah, we just it's want an so answer, true.
1: So that we have some <clears throat> semblance of control and I'm in this new relationship and I find myself, wanting to, it's not a relationship. What am I saying? Black and white thinking. It's somewhere in between. (laughs) We're not dating and we're not together. I want so badly to feel safe. My inner child needs an answer so bad Mm. that I'm like, do you like to travel or do you not like to travel? And he'll be like, well, it depends on where I'm traveling. (laughs) And I'm like, well, what's the, you know? And so do you cheat or do you not cheat? And he's like, well, I've, it's different with me. None of these answers are going to apply to me because this is a new situation, but it's made me realize how anxious You know, preoccupied and how much I perseverate and how much my inner child panics when she doesn't have an answer. Yes. And I think if we just acknowledge, like you talk about in this book and are being so elegant about it now, if we just acknowledge our need for the polarity, we can then release it. It's just like even the awareness of knowing.
0: Totally. And we're all so much more proportions and percentages in different scenarios than we are one or the other. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing I say to people when they're like, oh, Jay, you know, I don't know if my intention is completely pure or if it's material or spiritual. I'm like, we're both. All of it. Like it's all of it. Like all me too, like we all are, like you're just, you're always trying to move in the right direction. Mm-hmm. The problem is we're addicted to a right decision, right? And that's the problem. Like, we're just trying to move into the right direction. We're just moving closer to that. And as long as you're moving closer in the right direction with someone, with yourself, with whatever it is that you're learning, don't give so much emphasis to the decision, that the direct answer, you know, the destination, all of that kind of, you're so right about what you just said about the child and so many of us not having had clarity as young people Mm -hmm. about where we stood with our parents or where we stood with our partners. And now we demand what we did or didn't get yeah. from our parents in our relationships.
1: It's the unfinished business, yeah. you know? It's sort of like, it took me so long to stop recreating my childhood circumstances because I think we have this subconscious pull, obviously, to recreate the neurochemical cocktail that's comfortable for us. It's like when you see someone in a crazy relationship, and you're like, how do they deal with that all day? they're in a cocoon. They are so comfortable doing it. That is all they know. It's yeah. like the devil, you know. And I find myself recreating my childhood circumstances and yes, trying to basically just heal that wound, heal yeah. that wound. Who's gonna heal it? Who's gonna fix it? And it's there, no one, no one, you have to do it.
0: Yeah, there's a beautiful statement that you reminded me of by a monk named Thich Nhat Hanh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's incredible. And And he said that we choose familiar pain over unfamiliar pain. Every time we just repeat it because that familiar pain gives us a feeling of safety, of Mm -hmm. security, of like, I know what pain I'm going to feel. And I'd rather keep repeating it than maybe venture out into this new land of unfamiliar pain, which I don't know what it feels like.
1: It's comfortable. Yeah, it's comfortable. It's like that pair of heels that always gives you a blister. I got the mandate. (laughs) Like, it's amazing how and I think that. I'm glad that we're talking about this because we are so adaptable. Like there's so many people that reach out to me and they're like, is it too late for me to change? Is it too late for me to go to Al-Anon meetings? Mm. Is it too late for me to stop being jealous and possessive and a love addict or a sex addict or whatever? And I'm like, dude, we think about how quickly you adjusted to those sandals that are giving you blisters. So you were uh-huh. like, just put in a Band-Aid and I'm just gonna take them off after an hour at the wedding. Like we actually can adjust Absolutely. so quickly.
0: That uh, is a great analogy. I'm gonna I'm gonna share that now from now please. on. I love that one. I'm gonna be like, yeah, Whitney and me, we're like, yeah, this is, that is a brilliant analogy. I love it.
1: You're gonna talk about blisters. I'm gonna talk about blisters and, everyone's
0: like about
1: blisters and heels. And, yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, okay. Everyone's <laughs> checking like, on my you're shoes. like, like and... when I wear heels, then yeah. not, you'll really fit in in Hollywood. <laughs> okay, there's a Vedic personality test in your book will you tell me about it
0: so when I lived as a monk and we studied the Vedas I came across this incredible concept named Dharma and Dharma is very difficult to translate into English but when you do it the closest things are eternal purpose and inherent nature or your natural inclination and those are things it's almost like well what is your natural most effortless flow-filled state that you can live by, that you feel fulfilled in. Right. And so when you break that down, you get dharma basically equates to an equation, which is passion plus strengths plus compassion. What is at the center of all of that? That is dharma. And so the personality test that I give is to help people. And I've loved, so first of all, there is no personality test or astrological chart that's going to give you the answer that you need, but they're good indicators and you Are significant- you
1: trying to say astrology is not a science, Jay? I know, tell
0: me. I mean, it is a science. Blasphemy! But, but I'm not sure how many people can do it properly. <laughs> but this personality test was put in there to help people get closer to the answer. Mm. And that's what I think all of these tools do. It's just about moving you in the right direction.
1: But you're making me realize, like, I want to do a
0: couple of these. Yeah, let's do it.
1: Has anyone done this? Has anyone t- given you the Vedic personality test?
0: I've done it on my own. But uh, publicly? Oh, no, 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 okay. no, no. Oh, great, oh, let's do it. Oh, great, oh, great, yeah, I love that.
1: I, this is, I just love this book because it's like, it's real tools, I'm sorry. There's a lot of like, buy a crystal water bottle and your life will get better. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Use charcoal toothpaste and you'll find your soulmate. Like, this is actual like, how to rewire your brain, how to get to know yourself better with actual tools instead of just like random quotes that are always attributed to Oscar Wilde even though he didn't say half that and we know it. Okay, you're gonna answer these questions as who you believe you are at the core. Beyond what friends, family, or society have made you choose, which of the following sounds... And I want you guys to follow along and take this quiz with us. I like it. Which of the following sounds most like what you're about? Values and wisdom integrity and perfection, work hard, play hard, or stability and balance?
0: Yeah, so very important question. I'm gonna add a caveat to help everyone out as well, seeing as this is the first time everyone's doing it publicly with really us. Yes.
1: Everyone's follow along, get your pen and paper. Is news.
0: is you're not trying to answer it as what your job's made you, you're not trying to answer as what you've become because of something, like sometimes we become something because we had to become it to be more successful. You wanna answer it at your core, mm. and the closer you get to, and that's hard, I get that, that's that's not easy to do, but the more you keep asking yourself the question, sometimes. They say to this like the first thing you think of is you that's actually not true it's it's actually you need more stillness silence and solitude and space to actually slow down a bit and go well what am i really and it's also not your ideal self so that's the other mistake see extremes again we oscillate between our society self and our ideal self so then people answer it as like oh yeah that's the one i want to be so did you find any subscriptions you forgot about or any you paid for twice and didn't realize it I personally experienced this where I received an email that said I paid for a subscription for an app I'm not even using anymore. Did you know nearly 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about? Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had only about 5 subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for 8 subscriptions each month. Between streaming services, fitness apps, and delivery services, it's never-ending. Thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. And I love that I have full control over all my subscriptions and I can see it in one place. So if I see something I don't want anymore, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com forward slash J. That's rocketmoney.com forward slash J. rocketmoney.com forward slash J. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Life can be a wild ride and sometimes our gut gets thrown off track. So that butterfly in your stomach, it's probably not from excitement. It's more likely from stress or certain food choices you had for breakfast. And Ritual can help you get things back on track. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Every morning, I start my day with Symbiotic Plus. It's now an essential part of my daily routine. With its blend of prebiotics, postbiotics, and all that good stuff, I'm giving my gut the love it needs to tackle whatever comes its way throughout the day. There's no shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Shetty. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Shetty for 25% off. It's not that either. As I'm looking at this, woo, I was like,
1: well, this is what my dad would have wanted. Mm. My dad would have wanted work hard, play hard. And oh. I was going to pick work hard, play hard. It should be work hard, cry hard. Uh,
0: <laughs> That's a good one. But I
1: think I'm values and wisdom.
0: Yeah. And so I am too.
1: Oh, this is a good one. What role do you play in your friends, circle, and family? Mm. A, I am comfortable dealing with conflict and helping people find middle ground. My role is the mediator. Mm-hmm. B, I make sure everything and everyone is taken care of. My role is the protector. I feel like that might be me. I, have, uh, I help my family understand work ethic, hustle, and the value of having resources. My role is material support. I think I'm that now. Hit my Venmo. D. I focus on nurturing and wanting a healthy and content family. My role is emotional
0: support. So I'll give it again. Another another side note for everyone who's watching and listening. You probably do all four of these. I
1: was going to say, I'm so glad we're doing this together because (laughs) I've picked five different ones and now that you're here...
0: Yeah, we can talk about it. That's the whole point. So so you're going to feel, and especially when you read these, you're always going to feel like you're everything. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is we've never really spent the time to think about who we really are.
1: And also I shapeshift and I'm different based on who I'm with and who people want me to be.
0: Correct. And so you want to pull back again and go, I am all four, but in which order am I, right? So you wanna break it down and be like, well, which one do I prioritize the first? So I'll give an example. It's almost like if you were put into a situation where you had to make a choice, which one do you say, this is the first thing I think about, right? This is the first thing I think about when it comes to my family. So if you heard, if, if someone called you up and said, I wanna tell you something about your family, uh-huh. Which is the first thing that you think of uh, that comes to your mind? Would you that mediate? Yeah. Would you protect? Correct. Would you material support or emotional support? Correct. Like, which one do you feel drawn to play as a role? First and first. Most. Correct. First and most, because you are all of them. We all are.
1: I think protector. Right. I'm. Mm. I'm like vicious about that.
0: I'm the mediator. Really? Yeah. I'm the mediator. I have been since I was a kid. You're like
1: Switzerland. I, you're neutral. <laughs> is that it? Like, yeah, you're kind of.
0: No, no, I wouldn't say I'm neutral. I would say that I'm. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I guess that's a definition of neutral.
1: We're non-judgmental. Yeah, are yeah, the yeah. one that can see all sides.
0: I try to, yeah. yeah. I've always been that way, and that really annoys my family because people in my family will be like, well, why do not you see it from my side more than you see it from their oh, side? Oh, you must and be so, a nightmare. Yeah, like, like, I am let's a Let's not have the monk. Terrible to okay, have in a family. Okay, we can't yes, say. <laughs> Terrible to have a monk in the family. <laughs> there's Just
1: no way you can ever be right. Excommunicate me, yeah. <laughs> say, there's no way you can win a fight with a monk. <laughs> what is most important to you in a partner? Number A, literacy. <laughs> a, honest and smart. B, strong presence and power. C, fun and dynamic. D, reliable and respectful.
0: E, all of the above. No, e, that's not on Good there. credit. Yeah, that's not, on uh, that. <laughs> that's not on there. Neither of them are on there. Again, you want all four. Yes, it's, but yes, it, yes, again, yes. and therefore, a lot of relationships come down why, into two where, areas.
1: Where, where we get to the polygamy part <coughs> yeah. of uh, Jay's philosophy. Yeah, that's that's <laughs>
0: chapter thirteen. Now we'll talk didn't, about make yeah. didn't make the book. Mormonism didn't make the book, but that's important because the two sides of that are in a relationship. You have priorities and preferences. Right, There are things that you will prioritize that you really want in someone. Mm-hmm. And then there have to be preferences where right. you're like, that's a bonus. I like that, but it's not all going to be would there. Would be nice. Yeah, it would, would be, be nice. nice. Exactly. Would so. be nice,
1: not essential. I <coughs> wanted to say, A, honest and smart. Yeah. And that is super important to me, but strong presence and power, I f- I'm embarrassed to admit it and I'm ashamed, but I do lose attraction to people if they're not powerful. Right. Like I like to feel...
0: You shouldn't be ashamed of that. Yeah. You shouldn't be embarrassed about that at all. Okay. Tall. Yeah. All
1: I care about is tall. I'm shell. Sure. But Uh, you should... (laughs) No, but I I do need someone who feels powerful, who I feel protected by. I'm just looking for a father.
0: But that's... Yeah, but... (laughs) <laughs> I get it. But, but the, you definitely shouldn't feel embarrassed about it. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's partly what it is, is that when we do these activities, we kind of look for the one that makes us feel the most comfortable and happy rather than the one that's actually true. And that's why we attract the wrong people into our life. And that's why we spend 10 years with someone and we're not sure they're the right person, but because they looked good on paper and Just
1: be honest with Tinder yourself. And like, I find as I'm taking this quiz, I'm trying to impress Jay <laughs> with a good answer instead of saying the truth. This yeah. is, this is... And the
0: truth impresses me more yeah. then then <laughs> the, 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 uh, impressive that's the irony. Answer. Yeah, that's is the that irony. people
1: like you so much more. Well, like <laughs> when you're trying to get validation from people, the irony is trying to get it and being unctuous is what's repellent. Yeah. So just being honest is what makes people like you. It takes it t- take me so long to realize that. And all of these ideas have been planted in our minds. This is a good question that I struggled with answering. Oh. What do you watch most often on TV? A. Documentaries, biographies, and human observations. B. Entertainment, politics, current affairs. C. Comedy, sport, drama, motivational stories. D. Soap operas, reality TV, family gossip, daytime shows Mm -hmm. and i'm curious if the motive matters because i definitely watch documentaries biographies the most but it's because I'm insecure about my intelligence. It's embarrassing to admit, but I watch TV as a way to try to get smarter, to try to get information, to try to be interesting and to try, because my biggest fear in life is being boring yeah. uh, in a conversation or not knowing something that someone else knows and or like having the FOMO in a group where everyone's seen something and I haven't. So it's like, if everyone's watching a documentary, I'm like, I have to watch it so that I'm not right. left out. So does it matter that that's why I watch, pick A?
0: No, because it's mixed again. So what I heard in there is there was a lot of values and wisdom there. Like you want to have more knowledge, you want to have more insight. Now, the reason you want to have it isn't perfect, but that's not bad. It's right. still a great, it's better to be informed than uninformed. Yeah. So you're winning already. But I think all of us have to move in our values. So I'll, I'll give an. this is going to sum it up really beautifully. In the Bhagavad Gita, there's three intentions behind everything. And they're either the mode of ignorance, the mode of passion, or the mode of goodness. So there are these three modes that any action, any habit, any intention can be done in. So the mode of ignorance is when you do things out of fear or anxiety. The mode of passion is when you do things for desire or result. Mm-hmm. And the mode of goodness is when you do things from love or compassion right. or, or curiosity, like that, that kind of like love or thirst. And so in that, our most of us, including me, are, are, are uh, State of being is very mode of ignorance. We do most of what we do out of fear and anxiety. And the problem with that is, is that when you do something out of fear and anxiety, it doesn't suddenly transform into love and compassion or joy or meaning or purpose, it stays that way and continues to perpetuate that cycle of needing to get more of that fear and anxiety. So that's something that we can push an upgrade from. Right. So next time you wanna do something and you're watching a documentary, be like, all right, right now I'm starting this by doing it because I'm scared of not looking smart or not being conversationalist. But actually, you know what, this time, I'm going to intentionally change my intention to be because I'm going to do it because I just love being informed mm-hmm. and I want to be informed so I can share this. And you literally do that intentionally and you will see how your experience changes. Mm. It's, it's that metaphysical, like literally sitting there and just literally walking yourself through it and changing your mindset around something can change your experience of it. As soon as you feel guilty or judge yourself or criticize yourself, you actually start losing energy to that. Mm -hmm. And that's the same energy that's going to help you get out of that. And so as, as monks, it was almost like you would laugh when you'd catch yourself letting the monkey mind go loose. And so in the beginning of the book, I speak of the monkey mind and the monk mind. The monk mind almost laughs when it notices the monkey and goes, ah, okay, I saw you. I see you. I see you, my fear. I see ego. I see what you're trying to do there. And it's that kind of like fun, playful spotting. It's almost like you just saw your dog running around outside. And you're like, I I see can't you. stay mad
1: at you. Yeah. You silly goose. Exactly. I love that. And that's something we do in yeah. 12-step programs is you befriend your yes. character defects because mm. they are trying to protect you. They're trying to help you. It's like, yeah when your dog goes out and barks at the mailman and you're like you know it's not a threat but the dog is just trying to protect you you totally. know and so we, and the
0: off chance that the dog's right when it isn't the mailman like yes because yeah.
1: sometimes those those tools worked really well and there were yeah. real threats back in the day and those tools uh, weapons were very necessary but they just they're now obsolete like yeah. the, the war is over right as we say in program the war is <laughs> over you lost like just you know, i love that like just sort of having levity around the your negative inner monologue or your negative thoughts like you don't have to take them seriously they don't have to it's like watching star wars or it's (laughs) it's it's just a it's just a science fiction movie totally i'm not good enough he doesn't like me i suck i'm gonna be alone forever like you they those don't have to be true it's like a oh those are just crazy thoughts and they're silly and yeah I love that. And and yeah, and what we do in, you know, program is if you have a character defect, sometimes you name them, like your selfishness has a name and you're like, hey, Bill, like, what are you doing here today? Oh, you want to come say hi? Like, I don't need you today. I'm good. You know, you can sit back on the bench. Like, don't need you in the game today. Yeah,
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah, and and 12-star program is amazing. It's so well- designed from a human psychology point of view and it's just that naming voices in your head is Mm -hmm. brilliant yes it's so important making them characters because then otherwise you think they're you that's the point that's the whole point of it yeah i love
1: you (laughs) what causes you the most pain a feeling like i don't live up to my own expectations b the state of the world c a sense of rejection d feeling disconnected from friends and family
0: yeah that's a big one. Repeat the first one again.
1: Feeling like I don't live up to my own expectations.
0: Yeah. Is that the first one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That can be that's mine. That's yours, you think? Yeah, that's definitely mine.
1: What causes you the most pain? This is a tricky one. Being rejected by men I don't even like? Mm. Um. Yeah. That one? Feeling like I don't live up to my own expectations. Yeah,
0: that's definitely my one.
1: But, but oh, on. my own expectations are outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> They're ridiculous.
0: But that's why we shouldn't feel that. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, and by the way, I've achieved most of them against all odds. I should just be like thinking I'm awesome. You should. And instead I'm like, I achieved that impossible thing, but I was wearing the wrong shirt. Uh, yeah. And I had sweat stains. You gave, a yes. yeah, gave a terrible speech.
0: Yes. Yeah, gave a terrible speech.
1: Or I'll go like, <laughs> like you killed with that speech and then I'll be like, oh God, how much attention do you need? How yeah. desperate, like, oh
0: yeah. We uh, do that we constantly. And it's yes. just like it's just so Roasting myself. To, roasting yourself. You've just reminded me of one of my favorite stories that that actually I didn't put in the book. It's uh it's a story told by the Buddha. I have a
1: feeling you'll get another <laughs> offer for a book. I have a feeling you'll have a sequel here.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a story that the Buddha used to tell. And in this story it's like this person comes across a river, and it's a fast-flowing river. And the person wants to get across to get to their destination. And so they're looking at it and going, okay, well, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And they start noticing that there's some bamboo sticks around, there's, they can find some rope, they can find some things to make a little raft. So they start gathering all of this stuff, laying it on top of each other, trying to tie it all up together. And they finally create this raft, and then they create a little oar with a stick, and then they go onto the water and they get to the other side. And when they get to the other side, they go, this person says, oh wow, this this raft literally saved my life. Like this raft is amazing. Without this raft, I would never have crossed this river. And so what they do is they strap the raft to the, to their back because they're like, I have to take this raft with me because it's so important to me. And so they start walking, start walking, start walking. And now as they walk away, they now come to one of the most wooded lands in the world. So all these trees are in front of them and they start trying to get through and they realize that they can't get through because this raft is strapped to their back and they're trying to like maneuver and swish through. And then they come to realization, the person realizes that actually this raft that got them here is not gonna help them go through this. And they have to let go of the raft. They have to let go of the thing that actually saved them in the past or helped them get through the past because it's no longer relevant today and and the buddha obviously goes on to tell us that that's our habits that's our mindsets that's even our skills and our strengths we may have had something that saved us five years ago ten years ago but don't hold on to it because you think it's still useful because actually it could make your life a living hell like trying to get a raft through the wooded land would actually be a lot harder.
1: But what if there's another river? Then you'll build another raft. Then
0: you build another raft. That's the point. You'll, you'll build an, that bridge. You'll which... figure it out again because you know you've done it before. So that you can always go back to, but sometimes you have to leave behind the tools or at least put them back in the toolkit for now and learn another tool or learn another approach. And I think that's what 12-step is. That's what this is. That's what, Everything we're discussing is just us going... Oh well, there may be a tool that I haven't yet got in my toolbox that's going to help me.
1: Which is why we say one day at a time, because yeah. we go not yesterday, not tomorrow. What about just now? Yeah. Right. You know. So stop trying to solve problems or anticipate problems from five days from now. Beautiful. And yeah. you can't stay clean on the shower you took yesterday. What is your favorite way of working? <laughs> a. Alone, but with mentors and guides. B. In a team as a leader. C. Independently, but with a strong network. D. In a team as a member. Ah. Mm. Oh. See, I have this constitutional need to be special. And I'm like, none of these apply to me because I am so special, which is... (laughs) Me. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Which is important. It's yeah. it's a big part of the addictive personality to go, no one understands me. No one knows the kind of pain I'm in. I'm so unique. Yeah. No one will ever get me, which is why I need to do this addictive behavior. And I'm different. So yeah. I had, I'm had. i having a little bit of that That's come good. up. That's good. I'm having a little bit of it come up right now. I would say, well, because I'm like, I do this weird job where I do stand up and it's, yeah. so I would say it would be independently, but with a strong network. Because I do what I do independently, but I couldn't do it with without the fans in the yeah. audience. Yeah.
0: So... Yeah, it's this this question is all about the energy that you thrive in. So a lot of people for example feel the pressure today to be leaders or entrepreneurs or CEOs because almost like there's this influx of like excitement in the industry today yeah. of seeing more people be founders and now everyone thinks they have to be a founder yeah. or everyone thinks they have to be a YouTuber because yeah. that's the cool thing I and noticed. so so yeah. it's like everyone wants to be the front of house. Interesting. When actually a lot of us thrive being Steven Spielberg, right? Or a lot of us thrive being the person behind the camera. A lot of us thrive being the two wonderful people that we have here today yeah, who are we recording. Worker
1: bees. Yeah. Like that's what we call That's what my, my therapist always says. She's like, be a worker bee. You don't always, just yeah, have my matchbox with bees. Yeah. You don't always have to be the face or the hero of everything. Correct. Like sometimes you're not the best qualified. Totally. Everyone is sort of the queen bee of their, of. there's everyone's a, um, what did she say? Everyone's the singer.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. the band
1: looks different. Do you know yeah, what Yeah, I mean? that's interesting. So it's sort of yeah. like, like my producer's a singer. My, like everyone's a singer. There's no background, it's yeah. just a different dynamic.
0: Yeah, and th- I definitely see total value in that mindset and then you see it the way that people can apply it to their life so there's this great conversation between Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs mm-hmm. and they acted out in that the movie that they made and so Steve Wozniak and and I'm a big Steve Jobs fan and it's if you haven't read Walter Isaacson's book on him it's amazing, it is amazing. and so Steve Wozniak's looking at Steve Jobs and they're having an argument and he says to Steve Jobs he goes well what do you even do mm-hmm. and imagine looking at Steve Jobs and going what do you even do yeah. and and Steve Wozniak goes you're not an engineer you're not a coder you're not an artist you're not a marketer or whatever he says, he says, what do you even do? And Steve Jobs says, musicians play their instruments, I play the orchestra. Yeah, And it's that understanding of the unique strength of like, there may be the best violin player mm-hmm. or there may be the best string quartet there, but his role was not being good at any of those. He doesn't know how to play the violin or the viola or the right. whatever it is. He knows how to bring it together. Yeah. And I think that's what we get confused by sometimes is that we see the people on the front cover of magazines or the front of the show and we think, that's who I need to be. Nope to be happy or successful.
1: It takes 50 people to make them Correct. that person. And you know, yeah. and it took me, you know, I made a movie. I kept thinking, I'm directing a movie, I'm directing a movie, I'm starring in the movie. And you think I'm the most important person here. I have all this pressure on me. The most important person on a movie set is the sound engineer, someone who they will never know his or her name necessarily. They are the most important person on a movie. You don't realize it till you get in post, <laughs> 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 you know? Costume, most important. So, so. You know, I, I think that we are, I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because we are in such like a me moment. I must, everyone can, it's becoming more democratic. Yeah. The fame and wealth and rising to fame. And yeah, everything's a team and you have to be able to play well with others and respect other people's
0: conversations. Yeah. And, and actually as talent, you'll respect your team more because you'll realize the value they bring when you know your Vedic personality type and your dharma. And by the
1: way, we're seeing, sorry, more and more the people who don't understand that are getting canceled.
0: Yeah. It's like,
1: it's the jig is up. You know what I mean? Like the people who are now, there's that human resources department will really get you.
0: Yeah, I'm the top one again in this. You're alone, but
1: with mentors and guides.
0: Correct. I, I function best when I have a lot of space when I have a lot of stillness, when I'm alone, when I'm working with myself Uh and I can tap into like people who've really excelled in their fields. And by the way, for a long period of time, that was just books. Like I grew up reading biographies and autobiographies because that's all I had access to growing up. Mm. So I loved reading about M.O.K and Malcolm X and Steve Jobs and I uh, David Beckham who yeah, <laughs> was the yeah. first autobiography I read and it That's was just funny. yeah and it's just you know I was I was drawn towards real life stories yeah. because I couldn't ask them myself.
1: How would your ideal self spend spare time? A reading and deep discussion and reflecting. B learning about issues and or attending political events. Ooh. Hmm. C there's no such thing as spare time. <laughs> Networking, connecting, working. That's mine. <laughs> D, enjoying time with family and friends. Mine would be there's no such thing as spare time, networking, connecting, working. That's, That's cool. mine. I have shame around it, but it's the truth.
0: But there's no shame in it. Yes. Yeah, there's no shame in it. It's fine. Okay. It's who you are. You're
1: right. You're yeah. right. The idea is to get to know your authentic self, not yeah. judge your authentic and, self. And
0: then decide whether you want to.
1: Then I can actually address co- it.
0: Correct. Yeah. Then. Otherwise, what we do is we make our intentional and ideal self feel like who we are, right? So what we do is we go, Okay, that's the one I feel embarrassed about being. Yeah. So I'm actually just gonna say I'm my ideal self in my heart because that's what I'm really trying to be. So I'll give an example of what I mean by that. There's a, there's a really good uh, study that I share in the book about uh, the Good Samaritans. So the Good Samaritans obviously trained to be good people and do good in the world and be kind to people. They're told that they have to give a speech on being a Good Samaritan and they have to go from their classroom in building A to the exam room in building B where they'll be tested and have to give this speech. But they're told literally like 15 minutes before they have to do it. So they're all stressing out. So they're stressing out, they're stressing out, they're stressing out. They run down the building. uh, They're trying to run across to their exam room because they're told you've got 15 minutes, you've got to give this speech. They're practicing on the way and someone with a really hurt leg is lying on the floor, the decoy, it's not real. And there's someone with a hurt leg lying on the floor and they found that over 50% of the Good Samaritans ignored the person who was in pain on the floor to go and give a speech about being a Good Samaritan. So they didn't actually do the act of being a Good Samaritan. And that's what happens when our intention of being a higher self doesn't match with the action of being a higher self. And so when you address it and you say, actually, you know what? I should have stopped and taken care of that person and helped them up and you know, been better to them. And Okay, well then I can change to become that. But if you just ignore it and go, "Oh yeah, but I know what the value is. I know what the higher value is." Does that make sense? Yes,
1: total sense. Yeah. No, I was just my comedian brain kicked in. Go on. And I was just like, "How good of an actor was the person <laughs> pretending <laughs> oh, to be a your Oh, name? you're like, "They were a
0: terrible actor." <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was like,
1: "Oh." oh true. I was like, "What's that guy doing?" Oh, true. They were just
0: oh, <laughs> you know what? That is a really good point. I think I think you should make sure that you go into these yeah. studies yeah. and make sure they pick good actors. You, yeah. If the casting was terrible, <laughs>
1: And everyone's like, oh, I have to go make a speech. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll come back later and do this weird long form improv with you. That is brilliant. <laughs> like... That is
0: brilliant. I love that. <laughs> no. That is brilliant. I've never thought of that. All along, it was the bad yeah, acting. It's hard to pretend It was the bad pain. acting. Because when you're
1: really in pain, you're just kind of quiet and yeah. sort of sit
0: there. Bad
1: <laughs> the bad acting.
0: Was like, Bye, la-. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man.
1: And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash onpurpose to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash onpurpose. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be,
0: to be. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Whenever I travel, I feel like I become a new person. Like that time I explored the bustling streets of New York, I felt like I became Curious Jay, immersing myself in the vibrant culture and sampling exotic street food. And then there was that trip to the mountains, where I transformed into Adventurous Jay, conquering hiking trails and embracing the breathtaking scenery. And let me tell you, Booking.com has been my go-to for all my adventures. Whether I'm exploring the bustling streets of New York or venturing into the serene mountains, Booking.com has a wide variety of options, offering accommodations all across the US and all around the world that suit every kind of traveler. So when you're ready to plan your next trip and discover new sides of yourself, remember to book with Booking.com. Whether you're craving adventure in a cabin, a bit of luxury in a fancy hotel, some quality family time in a vacation rental, or just some chill vibes at a beachside resort, booking.com has you covered. Ready to book your next adventure? Book whoever you want to be on booking.com, booking. Hey. And the catch-up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How would you describe yourself in three words? A idealistic, introverted, insightful, B driven, dedicated, determined, C, passionate, motivated, friendly caring, loving, loyal. Yeah. I have to be honest, I want to be passionate, motivated and friendly, and I think I am those things, but if I'm going to be honest, I'm be driven, dedicated and determined. Yeah, I me wake too. up like, me too. got to got to achieve something, got to do it.
0: I'm with you on that. Got to be
1: passionate, motivated and friendly and caring and loving and loyal. It's like I, yeah. d- you know, so I think it's C. In what type of environment do you work best? A remote still silent natural, B a meeting room or gathering place, C anywhere and everywhere, D a specific a space specific to my type of work, home office, laboratory. I think I work best in a meeting or gathering space. I do need to be accountable. I need and I need to be a little bit competitive, if I'm going to be honest. I yeah. need to see other people working even if it's a if they're not even working, even if they're secretly on Facebook and I pretend they're working and I think I'm falling behind and it motivates me yeah. harder.
0: See the reason why what you just did, and this is what I'm hoping everyone's going to do when they read this part, is it's so important to know that because now you actually have a pattern that you can repeat until it's not true. Yes. And so most of us wake up in the morning and we go, I'm not motivated to work today. I don't like what I'm going to do today. I'm not happy today. Whatever it is. And it's like, well, have you created the right environments? Have you put yourself in the right spaces? Set yourself have, up to win. Have you, exactly. That's all it is. And the only way you'll know that is if you answer that question and have the reflection you did and go, okay, well, if I go to a gathering place today, or if I go to this place and I'm around other people, let me see how I do. Mm-hmm. And then you'll go and you'll test it out. And then you'll be like, okay, that didn't work. Let me try the other one. Right? And so if you're unsure, mm-hmm. it's just about trying all of these options rather than just leaving it up so, to right, default. And also just
1: surrounding just. Sur- Surrendering to something not working, going. I guess this is the way it's always going to be. Exactly. Like that's
0: it. Easy. That's that one.
1: How do you prepare for a vacation? Oh no. <laughs> a by picking my reading material. B <laughs> having a focused plan of key sites to visit. C with a list of the best bars, clubs, and restaurants. D with an easygoing attitude.
0: B for me. B.
1: Uh, I'm. I, I, Are I you Virgo. V- 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 yeah. V- well, v- we're the I'm same. V- per- I mean, we're both Virgo, September fourth and sixth. Yeah. yeah. um Having a focus plan of key sites to visit. Yeah, that's so. I mean. don't always have to do it though. I am a person that I'll pre-plan, 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 which I I really encourage everyone to do this because I'm I'm realizing that I need something to look forward to. Planning things to me is almost as good as doing them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 Just having it in the calendar. So I'm, I'm that person that, and I drive my wife crazy. I'm like, <laughs> I need a schedule for the day to know what we want to achieve oh, to do. the fact
1: that your wife <laughs> has the one man that makes a schedule and doesn't appreciate it. Her
0: and I will have words. <laughs> I'm like, I want a schedule. And even if we don't get to all of it, I'm okay with that. Virgo. But I want to know that we made a plan yes. and that we were trying to get to all of yes, it. Yes, we're and
1: designed. We need it. I
0: want to know what, what I'm going to experience today. But see, here's where we start thinking people don't care about us. In the sense of because our answer is b we think that if someone cares about me then they will make a plan but what we don't realize is that that's not how they're wired so for them how they feel loved and show love is easygoing. number d uh, letter d and that's where it gets so fragmented in relationships because we st- so i i would be like that with my wife i'd be like well, you you obviously don't love me enough because you're not organised about the schedule of the day. And she was just, like, but I just don't think like that. Like my parents never, my parents always did all the planning, and we just went along with what they did. And whereas my parents wanted me to plan and get involved. And so it's so interesting how we start looking at these things as gaps in our relationship. And that's not necessarily true. How do you
1: feel if you make a mistake? Hmm. A, I feel guilty and ashamed. Yes. B, I have to tell everyone. C, I want to hide it. D, I reach out to someone supportive. I feel guilty and ashamed.
0: I feel guilty and ashamed first. And then I probably do D, which is reach out to someone that can kind of give me some context on
1: mm-hmm. it.
0: Like I like reaching out to someone who I think holds me to higher standards and will be able to speak about it with me without judging me because I need to not judge myself. Yep. And sometimes I feel like we need someone else in our life who doesn't judge us for a mistake. Yep. And then we go, oh, okay, I, I don't have to judge myself. And you I might can...
1: realize you didn't even make one. Yeah. That's It might just be your perfectionism. Totally therapist always says, she's like, um, I have good news and bad news. Nobody cares. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like this yeah. huge mistake you think everyone's yeah. obsessing about, like you're not trending. No yeah. one cares. Yeah.
0: I love that one. And and I think it's so important that people have different people. They call for different things because the mistake we make again, again, the opposite mm-hmm. is that we tell one person everything yep. or we tell everyone everything And both of those don't work because that one person gets completely drained and distanced from us because they can't deal with that level of overwhelm. And then when you tell everyone everything, we all know what that goes like. Yes. So it's so much more important to be like, okay, when I have a career challenge, is this the person I go to? When I have this, I go to this. And you may say, well, how do I start? It's important, start building those relationships mm-hmm. with people in your life mm-hmm. that have different skills that they provide you and you provide something back to them too.
1: And also don't go to the problem for the solution. And I think mm. I tend to That's conflate nice. that with, I need to be honest and authentic. So sometimes we conflate oversharing with, I'm going to be authentic and I'm going to set a boundary and I'm going to tell them how I feel and I'm yeah. going to be honest. That's not always healthy communication. Agreed. We say restraint of pen and tongue. Like, like, if you're my problem, I'm not going to come to you and expect you to have the solution. You know, so I have a problem with my family. I might go to my friends or my program or my, you know, Jay Shetty book or whatever it is or my podcast to get a solution. And then I'll bring that solution to the relationship. And the solution might be to say nothing and to have just dealt with to forgive or to turn it over or to go for a run or take a nap or, uh, you know, join a 12 st- uh, step program or something. Chances yeah. are the person you have a conflict can't solve the conflict yeah. for you. Well said. Cause that's their the issue in the first place. Yeah.
0: You solve the conflict with them, but not, they're not going to solve it for you. One of my favorite tools in the relationships chapter is something that we had to do a lot as monks where you're very careful about the words you use mm. because you realize how much power each word has. And so there's a great study by Harvard, which you can type in on Google, it's called the list of emotions. And I often refer to it as emotional vocabulary. So all of us have a very limited emotional vocabulary. We literally use five words. Okay, good, bad, fine, hmm. Right, so it's like, how's your week going? Okay, how's your day been? Good. And so this list of emotions by Harvard goes through each keyword that we say most often Mm. and breaks it down into like seven other words that actually define what it means so when you say you're sad are you actually offended are you irritated are you upset and it gives you all of these synonyms but it's helping you diagnose and articulate how you actually feel so when you do approach someone you're actually coming from a place of giving them clarity Mm. because half the time you diagnose yourself wrong it's like you see a little rash and you try and diagnose yourself on google and And you got it all. yeah. yeah and you get it all wrong so it's the same thing so it's so important to use words where you've got really close to what you actually feel that's the only way someone can actually know and it's help you.
1: not the other person's job to, to decipher it it's your job to be clear it's your oh. job to say it right it's not their job to be psychic and figure it out and you're an adult it's your responsibility to use the right words and when the, you're in a conflict
0: and the positive words too like it's it's defining also like for example when someone says i love you they might mean I want to spend the night with you. Mm-hmm. And someone says, I love you. And they're like, I want to spend my life with you. Those are two very different. And so when you hear the word love, you're projecting your belief of Ooh. the definition of the word love onto that person saying it. And you go, I love you too. And and you've just... We have
1: not agreed on the definition of this. Correct.
0: And you've just projected your definition on what you said and they said, and you said that it met in your head. Yes. Because your word definition was off. And I know that sounds crazy because when someone says, I love you, you're not gonna be like, well, let's define what you mean. I did a whole bit
1: on I love you and what it means.
0: Oh, I love it. We have
1: to agree on a common definition of love. And I think my definition of love is being willing to die for someone that you yourself want to (laughs) kill. (laughs) I think that's what it was, but it also a lot of times I love you means shut up. Like, I love you. I love you. I mean, we use it to manipulate. We use it to tell someone to calm down. I love you, baby. I love you. Okay. I love you. Like we use it a lot. It's thrown around a lot. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have totally desecrated. I need to watch that. That, no, yeah. If you can find it, good luck. <laughs> um, what do you do when you have to make a big decision? A, I reflect privately. B, I ask my mentors and guides. C, I weigh the pros and cons. D, I talk to family and friends. I'm really bad at making big decisions. I get very overwhelmed, but I usually think if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Like it's, the answer is usually no mm-hmm. for any decision for me. It's usually no, but It also depends on who, if it's an authority figure I have to tell, I'll sort of get scared that they're going to be mad at me and I have to sort of work through that. And then I'll ask mentors and guides, what do you think I should do? I'll outsource the decision to someone that's not emotional because I get too emotional.
0: Interesting. I go private. Mine's the first one.
1: I reflect privately.
0: Yeah, I need to like, I found that getting away from noise and everyone's opinions and expectations mm-hmm. and messages, because then that starts messing with how I feel. And now what I feel is made up of everyone else's feelings. Yes. And I don't like that. I and like,
1: then you've it, recruited a bunch of people and now they're invested in you executing what
0: their advice. Correct. And so I don't enjoy that at all. And so I'm like, I want to take all the, my own responsibility, but that requires me to get away and make my mind up about uh, something, and then I come back with my version, and then I'll check in with mentors and guides. Because sometimes is,
1: when you ask too many people and they give you their advice, you're like, "Oh, well, I don't want to not take their advice." Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then to be mad at me, and when now they you're see. like, "I can't message them again I because I'm
0: taking their advice. They're going to like judge me for Surprise, like."
1: Surprise! I spent an hour of your time, and I'm not even taking <laughs> your totally. Advice.
0: And that, that's my worst nightmare. So I was like, "No, definitely not oh, doing that." Oh, that's so, yeah.
1: interesting. <laughs> okay, last one. Which best describes your daily routine? A. It changes moment to moment. B. It's very focused and organized. C. I follow the best opportunity that comes up. D. It's simple. And scheduled. Hmm. Oh, I I'm a, mean, I'm a D. You're a D. You're at simple and scheduled. That's the healthiest, I would say. I. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be honest. I wish it was simple and scheduled, but I do think it changes moment to moment because I'm so easily distracted and I can never figure out how to use Dropbox. So I spend, I think my day is scheduled and then I spend half of it trying to download a video. Yeah. Um, And then I'm like, I need to fire everyone. Yeah, I think it's it changes moment to Mm -hmm. moment. And I I would like to work on that because I'm delusional. I tell myself it's simple and scheduled, but it's not.
0: Yeah. But that's great. So you accept it and then you go, okay, this is why I want, Let, let's pave a way rather than being like, oh yeah, it's simple It's scheduled. Like, you, know you know
1: how like people tell themselves <clears throat> things to try to convince themselves? Like yeah. when people go, like, look, I'm not crazy. And you're like, that's literally what a crazy <laughs> person says <laughs> to try to prove to themselves that they're not crazy. Yeah. And you just made me realize that I say things about myself. Like, well, I'm just so organized and like I run a tight ship and it's like, yeah. I'm I say that but it's not necessarily true.
0: It's called, uh, in Steve Jobs' book, Walter Isaacson calls it reality distortion field. And so you have the ability to distort reality based on how you want to see it. And so it can get as extreme as when it's said that when Steve Jobs denied having a child, for example, it was referred Mm -hmm. to as that, uh, in the book at least. That's how far it can go where if you want to remove something out of your memory or life then you you just block it out
1: i do it with money too
0: i think we all do like we all have it to some degree we all practice it all the time and i think having people who can catch you on those blind spots or doing activities and exercises that make you aware of those blind spots is useful
1: it's like people who are like i hate drama and you're like you love drama (laughs) oh my god you're obsessed with drama you love it
0: well attachment and aversion in the Bhagavad gita it says are two sides of the same coin So when you say, I love something or I hate something, it's the same level of attachment. So in the sense of like, we were always trained as monks that like being a monk and and a lot of people get it wrong. And obviously there are female monks too. But a lot of people think, oh, if you're monks, then maybe you just don't want to be with women or you don't like women. Actually, that cannot be a reason for being a monk. You can't dislike women to be a monk, like hate or lust are almost two sides of the same coin yes. where it's still that you're still completely wrapped up in it because that's still all you think about.
1: Don't forget that. Cause I want to come back to that, but yeah. I, we should finish. What, let's oh, see. What, what did I win? What do I win for being so? Self-aware? I don't know. We need to count. Answer key to yeah. uh, tally your answers. Now yeah. the most selected letter reflects your varna. Yeah. I think I was a maker. So you can be a guide, a leader, creator, and a maker. Can you yeah. just tell me the, what those mean real quick?
0: Yeah. So a guide is someone that is, who absolutely loves dealing in thought, ideas, thinkers, ideators, people who are always like, basically on a very intellectual and mental level. Leaders are people who are always considering others, wanting to protect, wanting to provide. Uh, A good president would be a leader Mm -hmm. in, in terms of a personality trait. They have the ability to think beyond themselves. Creators are people who just want to build grow make great entrepreneurs makers are talented people artists people who perform people who also work great with their hands they may even do arts and crafts people who are fantastic at huh. invention so those are very quick versions of what they are and there's deep ones in the book deep i love this you. i
1: think you should i think this is something you should do like every like couple months do you know what i mean too yeah that's the, see I mean, how you evolve that's the other thing because it's like i think i'm big on growing and changing and like changing your mind and changing your opinions. And, you know, I think there's this like thing now where people are like, I'm this type of person. It's like, why would you want to stay that way? You know, why would you want to get new information and keep your former opinion? It's
0: actually exhausting to try and stay the same. Because you're just constantly like trying to hold on to something that's trying to change.
1: What are you yeah. gonna do? What's next? <laughs> I have to let you go. You have nine a <laughs> a hundred other podcasts today. No, i do You've don't. been I don't. easily, easily the hardest person to schedule. Oh, um, really easy- well, person well, no, I just mean that. like oh, no, no, I don't terrible. mean that. I just mean you're you're the man.
0: No, it's no. It's no, It's a good thing. No, I this was so much fun. First of all, we're friends now. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this because I'm a huge fan and admirer, and I watch you all the time and think you're hilarious. And when I saw that you liked my work, I was like, what? I was so like, oh, when it comes to like my work, like I, was, I, I just never imagined that you would even care what I did. And so, so then I was just like, oh, this is so cool. And the way this conversation is going has shown me exactly why, Like, I really love how you went about this. And it excites me so much that I got to share what I do in a way that hopefully connects and resonates with everyone you connect and resonate with, and and more importantly that we have built a relationship through it. So when I saw you were looking at my work and stuff, because I've been listening, everyone and and your friends with everyone else that I follow and love, and and I was just like, no way, like, and so anyway, I was very. Uh, I was very humbled and taken aback when you took an interest in my work. The universe has and,
1: conspired uh, yeah. to bring us together. Yeah. And um, my goal was to be able to maybe do something different. This
0: was the most unique interview style and doing that, uh, that was genius. Oh, and I'm glad because so I literally, I don't think I said anything in this interview that I've said anywhere else. I didn't like, want you to have yeah. to, like, go
1: on autopilot. I'm so glad, yeah. I, yeah. Think yeah. like a monk. <laughs> anything else you want to, th- I end these very no. awkwardly.
0: Perfect. Don't this ride elephants, don't ride dolphins. Thank thank you so much for listening to that episode make sure you tag me on instagram when you share it and pass it along to a friend who's a whitney cummings fan or a fan of learning about themselves thank you so much for being here again today and i'll see you again for another episode of on purpose We have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Atna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash Healthier Happens Together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Atna are part of CVS Health.